0: Eric Williams is actually Chives McAllister, <laughs> or is it the other way around?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> is that possible?
0: Anyway, thanks for meeting with the antidote.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: You got to tell me the story behind the name. Like, what is this? You're going under the radar from your creditors or the police?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, none yet, so hopefully it'll stay that way. Yeah. Um, the idea of Chives McAllister started when I was in college. I think it was about sophomore year, somewhere around uh, 2010, 2011. Just myself and some friends, we were just doing a little music. And uh, I was kind of pushing the the idea of of a project of, guys, let's let's do some music. We can do some good stuff. Uh, I was always a drummer more than anything else. And we were at a Wendy's and somebody had a baked potato. I don't exactly remember the wording of this conversation, but we established that Chives is a great name. And then looked out the window, and we saw a McAllister's Deli, and that's how Chives McAllister was born. <laughs> so we we wrote one uh, acoustic song that we tracked at a, a friend's apartment there in Waco, Texas, and we entered that into a battle of the bands, and we were not selected. Which, looking back, totally not surprised. But since then, it was always kind of in the back of my mind of just having this band, um, as I was always really kind of the. The driving force behind it i just usurped it for my own purposes uh i guess about two years ago officially i released the first ep behold the chives and uh just rolled from there into uh 2024
0: now you mentioned about this being a band but it really is a solo thing
1: it is yeah it definitely is now just me having some ideas and and throwing some things down on a record sounds bad but it started from listening and and seeing bands that just aren't good. You know what I mean? It sounds terrible. Um, It's true. That was kind of, yeah. It's like, okay, these guys are just awful, but they're doing it. I know I'm better than that. Why am I not doing this? So I kind of transitioned into uh, being a little more of a, of a passion for me. Uh, I was still playing with other bands, always drumming in those bands, um, which kind of doing this on the background kind of things Um, did a little more uh, inclusive writing with the last band I was with before um, I left them in 2021. and then just started on Tribes full-time.
0: I might be wrong about this, but there does seem to be more and more pop-punk bands coming into the music scene. Is there really a resurgence happening?
1: I, I feel like there is and there isn't. Uh, it depends on kind of your viewpoint of the genre, I guess, per se. I mean, a lot of that stuff, I, I think a lot of people attribute that to uh, Machine Gun Kelly with his album that out of nowhere was kind of pop-punk and and this sort of a, a vibe. Um, I'm definitely not... Well versed on the the new young artists, I'm I'm 32 myself, so there's decades beneath me of you know new up and coming people that are in their teens and 20s. Um, but I think that was kind of the the breaking point of like, oh yeah, I remember pop punk. I remember how how fun it was to listen to, how cool it was to go to the shows. So I think it was really Machine Gun Kelly kind of kicked that off, um, and then you know more people have kind of just joined on since then. You know not not so much like overnight successes, but you know has opened up doors for people that have been doing this for five, six years of going, Oh yeah, look at this other band that, that sounds like all the stuff I used to love and got me so excited back in, you know, the early two thousands.
0: That's the thing because punk is exciting.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. It's definitely always kind of been one of my favorite genres is, is pop punk for, for a long time. Um, I dabbled in metalcore things like that, of course, with bands, you know, like August Burns, Red Underworld, such and such like that. Um, but pop punk has always just been the most fun. Cause I feel like it, it really allows you to, to go a lot of places with it. You're not really stuck into one aspect, whether that's, you know, oh, you have to scream, oh, you have to, um, you know, have a classic, you know, punk drum beat in the background or have an acoustic song. You can kind of blend all of these into one sort of fantastic piece of art, if you will.
0: Well, Chives McAllister is making things even more exciting by releasing the sophomore EP Refrigerator Worthy through Small Step Records. You could have stayed independent, why switch things around?
1: Um, I think that Small Step is just a really great organization. I was following the label for a little while before I came on board um, and just gotten to meet Paul, who's the head over there. He, he showed a lot of interest in what I was doing. And um, I didn't really actually have an intention of pursuing a label per se. But there was one day where I was slinging the the songs around that I had. And, and I thought, you know, why, why not just send it to Small Step and just see what happens. Um, and it, it became a really great opportunity, and I'm really very happy to be a part of it. It's a great organization, like I said, a non so all of the proceeds, you know, once your your costs are covered, it's going right back into the artists. It's opened up a lot of avenues, much like this, with you, Dave, and and uh, yeah, I'm really grateful to be a part of it.
0: You began the EP with a track titled Psalm 3418. It's about a broken-down person searching to rise above their problems. The NIV version of the Bible says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So, the question is, is this song a personal statement, like something you've experienced?
1: Uh, you know, that's actually kind of a funny question, because when I was writing it, it was not. Uh, I was writing it when it was actually, you know, life was actually going pretty well for me. It was just kind of the idea of, you know, somebody that's really going through it, and just knowing that sometimes that there's there's really good things in your life that are kind of taken from you, oftentimes against your will, but it's sort of just trusting that, you know, God has this because this was taken away does not mean that I'm absolutely destroyed or crushed. It means that there's something better on the on the horizon, whatever that might be. It could be the next day, it could be 10 years down the road. But for some reason God ordained that, hey, this thing needs to be removed for you to become your full self. Um so as I was writing this, this was early, I guess, 2023 was when the songs started to come together for that. And then it's, it's sort of become sort of an anchor for myself, which is really weird to say that a song I wrote <laughs> isn't inspirational for myself. Um, it, I'm not that selfish, I promise. But um, <laughs> as the years progressed uh, towards the later part of 2023, I realized that, wow, this was sort of prophetic. It's kind of the wrong word, but I'm going to say prophetic um, as to how sort of 2023 ended for me. And it, it's kind of, like I said, been an anchor of just, I've been frustrated. I've been knocked down. I've, I've been struggling a lot and, and, and knowing that The things that have been sort of pulled away or, you know, the the good times that are no more for whatever reason are are not because of of a lack of of myself. It's it's because there's growth involved. There's something that needs to be done to reach the green side of the grass, per se.
0: And you've been blessed by having a new little one.
1: I have. That was in October of 2022. We had our first and uh, we actually are expecting our second, our little girl here in March, early March. So, things are heating up in the Williams household for sure.
0: I do think that anyone with kids knows what refrigerator worthy means, but maybe you should explain it.
1: Yeah. So refrigerator worthy, it actually, I, I didn't have a, a name for this EP for a little while. Um, and then uh, I was, I was trying some other things with some various artworks, things like that um, and made a lot of changes along the way. And then, and, you know, the more I was writing it, the more I was just kind of really proud of, of what this EP is. And, and it's, you know, there's some personal songs on there. Like we said, with Psalm 34:18, things like I can't wait. That's just about, you know, my love for my, my wife, my family, my, my everything. And just how I'm so excited to see it just grow and become whatever it may be. I, I just got really proud about this. And I was like, man, you know, I would, I would definitely put this on a refrigerator if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we learned from the baked potato incident at Wendy's on the formation of Chives McAllister, food has apparently always been an aspect of this band for some reason. So Chives is in the kitchen as is the refrigerator. Um, and so that's kind of how the refrigerator, worthy the idea was born. Um, and actually, I got to include my brother-in-law, who's 12 years old now. Uh, he actually doodled that that um, drawing that's on the fridge there for me for that artwork. So that's kind of a fun to thing to be able to incorporate my, uh, my extended family into this as well.
0: You just mentioned about love, and that ties directly into the song Butterflies, which is mm-hmm. one another one of the songs on the EP. On the chorus, you sing... Is there any way that I can love you more? Because my love for you cannot be unsure. A lot of people dream of a relationship like that. So what was the intention of the song? Like you were wanting to inspire those who've never had a solid love life?
1: Um, I would say that it's more calling myself out. When I was writing that song, we were in peak COVID. And I was working for a a company that that was in reality TV. And I was uh, driving around the city working interview setups and things at people's houses what we would do is we would basically go into the house all alone with gloves masks all that stuff set stuff up leave the talent would come into the interview and i would just be sitting in a van outside of their house for four or five six hours whatever it was until they were done mm. so i had a lot of downtime with myself and with my own mind and dealing with covid and and living here in los angeles there were all the, the riots and, and the curfews and things like that and uh, on my lunch break i went to this taco place that was open and um, used half of my allotted meal money for my burrito. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to get my wife something really good. She loves shrimp tacos. I'm going to get her a side of shrimp tacos and bring them back for her. Um, and the shrimp tacos, ironically, goes back to food. I didn't fully realize how much food is in Chives McAllister. But the shrimp tacos is basically the butterflies of me being so excited to just bring this back for her um, in the littlest ways. Um, I know it seems small and insignificant, but you know, in, in that time, coming home with something from the outside world is huge, especially something she loves, and, and just kind of wanted to, like I said, inspire myself to, to be a better husband, be a better man, basically say um, that, you know, I, I want to always be proving my love for you, and, and if, if it seems like my love isn't sure, then I'm, I'm kind of failing as a husband, as, as a man, as now a father. So, uh, yeah, right back to food. How about that?
0: That <laughs> sounds good to me. You've brought up some of the other music that you've been interested in. But for you, it's always been punk that dominates.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's leaning more towards pop punk. I mean, I, I, I get bands, you know, the punk side, more like the MXPX, things like that. Um, I'm a little less versed within that world. But, you know, things like the, the old Fallout Boy is great. Of course, there's some Blink that's great. Uh, Reliant K is huge for me. Things like Mayday Parade, Go Radio, uh, anything that Jason Lancaster is involved with, really, is, uh, is huge for me.
0: Something I appreciate about Chaz McAllister is that you also write lyrics on multiple levels. When you say, I'm feeling I've been left out, being everywhere you aren't, will I find your arms on cold-weather kids? The thing is, with me looking at it from a Christian viewpoint, I could see that being aimed at either a person or towards God. Were you meaning to be ambiguous?
1: I wouldn't say there was a meaning to be ambiguous. I think that it really did play out in both parts of that um cold weather kids was the band i was previously in um i ended up leaving due to um unfortunately just vaccine differences let just put it that way um it's basically I, I was one of the founders of that band with the two other guys um that were in it at the time and it was it was kind of my baby you know and, and you never want to lose your baby and, and it got to the point where it's basically you know get the vaccine which i didn't want to do or the band is just going to be no more and i said i don't i don't want the band to be no more i, I love this band i love you guys so i'm just going to step out um so that that's kind of what that song is about is within that that world um you know i, I never thought impossible but i never got so far this was cold the kids was the biggest most successful band i'd been a part of um their streams are still on the up and up um but so it's kind of that idea of like hey like I, i'm losing this band and you know i felt like this was always the right thing for me to do and I, I, I always felt peace about leaving that situation because i believe you know if, if you're doing what god wants you to do whether it's something incredibly significant or something that seems very insignificant. If you're doing that thing, um, you're going to succeed. You're, you're going to be where you're supposed to be. Um, it's just kind of waiting in those downtimes, that sort of unknown. like, I just left the band. Now what do I do with myself? So it, it kind of does work on both of those levels for, for people around me um, as well as just kind of talking to God, just kind of being honest, um, much like you know, David is in, in Psalms and just using that distress kind of as worship in itself.
0: The thing is, with COVID, is that it created such a divide between people, even people that were really quite close friends. You found that was happening in other instances too.
1: Yeah, I, I, as a you know non-vax desirer—is that a good way to say it? I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, when in Los Angeles, you know, it's very tough. Um, you had a lot of people openly bashing you and, and telling you that you know you're not going to survive here, you don't belong here. You know, we're not going to see you anymore. We're not going to be around you. We're not going to all those things. Um, so that was definitely hard to go through that. But, you know, we found our, our group of people that, you know, just wanted to just kind of have decisions be respected um, one way or the other. You know, I don't if, if you have got the vaccine. Great. If that's what you want to do. Awesome. Go get it. You know, that that's not how I felt about that. And uh, yeah, so so it was definitely difficult. But we, we kind of able to to get through it and, and make the most of it. And now here we are kind of on the other side and and uh, life goes on.
0: Good for you, because I was on the same page as you are. And it did create some strife in our life, but we made our decision and that was that. Yep, absolutely. Here's something I'd like to know. Is there a dream for Chives McAllister? I mean, you must have some aspirations. Otherwise, what will be the point of making the music?
1: <laughs> true, true. I mean, the aspirations have definitely changed over the years as I've gotten older and kind of realized what I want or what I don't want from this business you know I, I think at the end of the day it'd be wonderful just to pay my bills just exclusively with chives and callister music and things like that and quit the day job um so i think that's the now dream making this a, a an actuality in, in life you know when i was younger there's the dreams of you know getting signed by a big label getting touring all these things like that i, I have kids now i have a wife you know I, I i've done a couple of small um out and backs filling in for some bands and they're a lot of fun but i i, I end up missing my family uh and and um dying to get home to them and, and see them, and, and so that's kind of what I said sort of the dreams have sort of changed a little bit, I think for the better, because I like I said, I love my family. Um, they're definitely the best part of my life, and uh, if I can find a way to uh, keep chives going and, and make the best music I can while being around the people I love the most, I mean, that's, that's it. There's nothing better than that.
0: A last point. <laughs> Are you willing to forgive people like myself who will not eat chives?
1: Uh, you know, I don't eat them either. So we are <laughs> squared away there, you and me. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> I got to thank you for this talk, Eric, and appreciate you taking time for the antidote. Thank
1: you so much. I had a great time. I appreciate it.